1. The World in Year 1 Give Caesar's things back to Caesar, and give God's things to God. Mark chapter 12, verse 17 We can't even begin talking about real life in first-century Palestine without being perfectly clear from the outset. In 6 CE, after the spectacular death of the Jewish king Herod the Great and the political unrest and revolutionary violence that immediately filled the vacuum of his kingdom, the whole land officially became part of the Roman Empire. Authors note, Simply talking about this part of the world threatens to tie us in knots. For the most part, we'll be concerned with the regions of Judea in the south, home to Jerusalem and Bethlehem, and Galilee in the north, with towns like Nazareth and Cana and Capernaum, and cities like Sepphoris and Tiberias. And given that for thousands of years the land has been known as a puzzle of mountains and valleys, barren deserts and fertile farmlands, glorious beaches and bustling cities, we'll have to treat various parts of Palestine with as much particularity as possible. To add to all that confusion, in a way that tightens the knot, so to speak, or perhaps the noose, Palestine itself was not known as Palestine to most of the people who lived there during the first century. Those people had all kinds of other names for it. The land of Canaan, the promised land, the holy land, the land of Israel, the land of Judah, and even just the land. Names that have in their own way also stayed with us for well over two millennia. But since what is important here is to get a sense of what it was like to live in that part of the world at that time, which essentially meant to live under foreign rule, we'll be using the same name the foreign rulers used. Palestine. Rome's empire had actually been chipping away at the forests and fields, sands and cities of Palestine since 63 BCE, knocking off bits and pieces of Jewish territory and assigning local governors for nearly a quarter century. In 40 BCE, with the backing of the late Julius Caesar's best friend Mark Antony, of Friends Romans Countrymen Lend Me Your Ears, Herod, the appointed governor of Galilee, was chosen by the Roman Senate as king of the Jews. In the first years of his reign, Herod consolidated all of Palestine under his rule, and in so doing consolidated Rome's interests as well, eventually seizing Jerusalem as his capital in 37 BCE. By the historian Josephus's account, Herod's final siege of the city showed both an uncharacteristic restraint and the unrelenting brutality that would typify his rule. First to be captured was the area around the temple. Then the army poured in, and there was frightful carnage everywhere, as the Romans were furious at the length of the siege, and Herod's Jewish soldiers determined that not one opponent should survive. They were massacred by the thousands, crowded together in streets and houses or fleeing to the sanctuary. No mercy was shown to infants or the aged or to defenseless women. Although the king sent round imploring them to discriminate, no one stayed his hand. But as if raging mad, they vented their fury on every age alike. While, on the one hand, Herod's legacy as king would be his historic architectural vision, including the rebuilt and, by all accounts, incomparable temple in Jerusalem, it's clear that, from the earliest days of his reign, the king expressed a real penchant for violence, an aspect of his personality that Christians learn as part of the Christmas story. Herod went to Bethlehem 
and massacred all the boys of two years of age and under. Even putting aside the legendary massacre of the innocents from the Gospel of Matthew, we may look elsewhere for evidence of his cruelty. Authors note, I say we can put this specific biblical example aside because any questions about whether the events actually happened as Matthew reports are, with respect to Herod's murderousness, profoundly beside the point. In other words, while Josephus, for example, doesn't include the story from Matthew in his histories, the King Herod that he describes was certainly capable of the dark brutality of these killings we read about in the New Testament. For evidence of his cruelty, we might point out that Herod is said to have once pulled the skin of a hedgehog over a rabbi's head and face, presumably turning the animal inside out and stretching its hide all the way down to the man's chin, blinding him and slicing him up and down.